What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday broadcast presented by Bean Garter here at the end of the year. The official name that you see on the Grand Rapids headquarters by the S Curve at 131, Dorn Mayhew. Dorn Mayhew has their worldwide headquarters over in Troy. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office here in West Michigan. And each and every week, we welcome in Lomas Brown, the former Lion, current member of the Lions Radio Network. And we talk Lions, NFC North, and the NFL. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. Real good. How are you? Real good. Uh, how long did it take you to get over the Sunday loss against the Bears? I'm not over it yet. All right. Well, then you're not doing good. <laughs> I'm not going to play therapist right now on our segment here, but I haven't. I I, I need I need a victory on Saturday night, Lomas, for me to get over what happened in Chicago. I'm serious. Oh yeah, yeah. You and I think half of the state of Michigan needs that because. This is getting scary. I mean, you know, the way they've been playing and we've been watching this trend and it hadn't been a good trend and this trend is coming at the wrong time of the year. So we want to be trending upward, not even level and especially not downward. So, um, yeah, it's a bit concerning right now, but you're right. A victory, I think, could take care of a lot of our ills on Saturday. Why are they struggling so much, Lomas? When you look at this team, what changed? Where where did it go south where everything became a struggle? And when you have a young team, you're going to face these. You're going to have these times. It's with that The learning curve, the winning games in the NFL is so steep. So you're always on that learning curve, and especially when you're a young team like we are. I mean, the, gr- the great thing about us is our young guys are getting impactful, meaningful minutes and, and playing time and experience this year, which is going to help us going forward. But you're going to have these peaks and valleys throughout the season. And, again, right now we're going through a rough stretch where we're turning the ball over, where we got having mental errors that are hurting us, uh, pre-snap penalties, you know, just the things that we weren't doing. Now we're doing it at this particular time. So it's up to the coaching staff to kind of right the ship and get these guys back on the right path. Goff, uh, he, you know, people ask me, he must be hurt. He does, you know, beyond 15 yards, his ball doesn't have a tight look to it or any juice on it. And he underthrew J-Mo on a deep route where J-Mo had him beat. He has a tough time throwing to J-Mo in stride. Uh, Let's talk about Goff and what's going on with him. Well, well, I know for me personally, again, you could just kind of see the confidence early in the season is definitely kind of waning a little bit with uh, Jared. And the one thing I've noticed over these last couple of weeks for me is that we're not even looking to push the ball downfield. You know, they're not even looking at it, let alone attempting it. Yeah, I just don't even see his eyes looking downfield a lot of times. So, to me, I know things have changed with, you know, having injuries on the offensive line and more pressure than uh, Jared is used to having. Um, I know, like, Jared is one of the best play-action guys, and when you could do the play action, you could hit big explosive plays off of that. And 
like I say, the play-action ability is just not right there right now. We're running the ball, but I, I just don't know if we're running the ball impactful enough for teams to say, okay, we have to commit seven and eight in a box, stop this, and then – you know that just enables your play action pass to go off that. I don't. I can't put my finger right, right on it, but it's a combination of a couple of different things going on. Josh, uh, when you look at golf, and really it, it wasn't the Chargers game because the offense played great and bailed them out. And I'm watching the Chargers game thinking this offense is going to put up 30, 35 the rest of the year. And then it really was that first three and a half quarters against the Bears at home where. What is up with golf? Is he upset he didn't get a contract extension? Is there something personal? Is there an injury they're trying to mask? Josh, your your thoughts on where golf is at right now as a Lions QB? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Jared earlier in the season. He had MVP talks, you recall, or several weeks ago. Yeah, top I, shelf with the best in the league. I it, When I watched that game and he underthrew J-Mo on that deep ball, he looked injured. And again, uh, not close enough to the team to see that, but he he looked injured. It just didn't look like he had juice on the long ball. Um, and he threw a couple picks again. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on with Jared. I, I sure hope he's okay. But to me, he looks hurt, huge. He looks hurt. And you questioned that a few seconds ago. He looks injured to me. Or uh, just not, you know, again, with the O-line Lomas, that with the injuries, and it was good to hear that you know the O line was back practicing this week. That's great news. Looking at a solid Denver D, they're going to see Saturday night at Ford Field. Uh, it's obvious when he has a clean pocket. I, I saw a crazy stat that you know with a clean pocket, uh, he'll complete seventy percent of his passes at times. Without a clean pocket, it falls below ten percent. That's yeah, pretty scary. I, I, but yeah, it is. But I, I'm Bill. I'm telling you, you probably could put that up with any quarterback. It may not that, you know, that the it just don't gonna depend because pressure. But it, but I think that's more to the inability of Jared being able to escape or create in the pocket um, more so than anything else. But if we look at it again, the offense it, it's just even. It just seems like even the the mindset of the offense has changed too. And I think it's been forced through some of the injuries that has happened up front. For instance, I'll give you a for instance. I can't think of the game, but we had a fourth. I think it was a fourth and two. Might have been a fourth and one. And instead of us running the ball downhill, north and south, we tried to go louder with the ball. And I just, and you know, and I'm just wondering why with the the offensive line we have, Mm. when you want to establish the line of scrimmage, you got to be going forward and everything. And there's too many things that can happen on long development plays, especially when trying to pull people. I just hadn't understood some of the play calling too. So again. It's a combination of everything. And guys know, you know, believe me, you know when you're not playing good, when you're not playing at your level, you're going to be the hardest person on yourself. And I'm quite sure Jared, he knows he hasn't been playing at the level that he needs to play at. And and a lot of people are piling on Jared, uh, questioning his arm strength. we all wondering, is he totally healthy? But Ben Johnson, and you mentioned the fourth and one going wide 
on play calls, not utilizing J-Mo more on whether it's uh, short slants. Everything doesn't have to be a home run ball with golf. I, I think Ben Johnson and the Lions coaches, as this season has progressed, they haven't been in a lot of pressure games in the first three years in Detroit. It's been bad starts. You finish great. There's hope for the next year. Fast start this year, and all of a sudden, golf is in the MVP conversation. The Lions are in the home field advantage. Uh, best team in the NFL conversation at one point. And I think the pressure is getting to golf, Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, and Aaron Glenn. I hope not. I hope not, and it, but again, it's a learning curve, and that's even with coaches too. I mean, you have to learn. This this league is an unforgiving league. Any little mistake you made can come back, and not just bite you in that game. It can bite you to the point where it can cost you a playoff position, or you know, even getting in the playoffs. So it gets critical at this time of the year that everything has to be working together, meaning the offense, defense, special teams, but the coaching staff, the front office, everything has to be clicking at this time of the year. Basically, man, all your stars have to line up for you to get to a Super Bowl. So and I'm not even talking, so we're not even at that point. You know, so just even get to the point again to the dance. You have to, uh, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's. Lomas Brown joins us each and every week, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey handles the Dorn Mayhew office in Grand Rapids, managing uh, shareholder. If you had to point to, and I know the head coach, Josh, is in charge of everybody, right? But if you had to point to one thing, this is why there's doubt on the Lions. Even Lomas said it to start this conversation on this Thursday that he's nervous. Uh, why, one, one thing, one person, why we have not totally flipped, by, but how it has turned around in terms of this Honolulu Blue locomotive uh, fans jumping on, not a bandwagon, but believing they could win it all. Now we're just hoping they can win the NFC North. What changed? One thing. I don't know what changed. You, you, I'll gotta, be honest. you, you, you can't get one thing that you th- is it is it coaching? Is it Ben Johnson? Is it golf? Is it injuries? I know some can say, well, you can take a little bit of all that. I think it's a combination of all those things. The offensive line being hurt, put the pressure on Jared, puts the pressure on Ben, who's trying to create different plays with different guys. And, that, so, and then the pressure goes to Dan Campbell on the sidelines and he's going for it all the time and and then it doesn't work. He, he's a king when it works, and people are screaming when it doesn't. Seems like a domino effect. So offensive line injuries puts pressure on golf, which then puts pressure on Ben to make changes at the play calling side. And then him and Campbell are, you know, uh, giving each other that look on the sideline of, well, what is going on with you and what's going on with you? And so, yeah, I think that there's a different phrase they're using in their heads. There is. <laughs> what is going on? What's going on with you? What's going on with you? What's going on with Lomas? It's not is that huge Lomas show. up in the boot with Dan Miller and TJ Lang? They're awesome. It's not huge show appropriate. They probably, just need, but. you know, we've been saying this. Well, we said it last week. I said they just had to go to Chicago and find a way to win. And Lomas, they. The second quarter, I'm saying, here we go. They're going to take control. They're going to walk out of here with a 7-10 to 10 point win in the second half. And it just unraveled. I, I, 
adjustments, how important are they, Lomas? Because, you know, you've been in the league. You've been with champions. How important are in-game and halftime adjustments? Because the Lions' third quarters are pathetic right now. Yeah, they hadn't been good. And we've been saying that pretty much all year long. It's been a problem all year long. And I know Dan, I know they have addressed that because it's glaring. It's glaring, and he's heard about it. So I know they have, and I'm hoping that they've tried different things. I just don't understand why the slow starts. I'm trying to think of teams that I've been on, and I'm trying to think of not successful teams um, that I've been on. And if we had problems coming out of halftime, what seemed to be the problem? But I, I just can't put my finger on why we can't make some of the adjustments. I know mm. other teams adjust to us. I know they do do that. But again, for, as far as our counter adjustments, um, I can't put my finger on why we just haven't been able to start better in the second half. What's the worry index, scale of 1 to 10, Josh, on the Denver game? And again, this is at home. This is another uh, an, another flag for me. You know, losing to Seattle at home, embarrassed on Thanksgiving Day by the Packers at home. The three and a half quarters, and they were lucky to rally and steal that one from the Bears. Uh, now you got Denver coming in, Saturday night flex game. Uh, you got help from the Giants with Green Bay on Monday night. Vikings uh, have announced that they're going to use the Twins uniforms and win games 2-1, 4-2, They're a baseball team now. Uh, but the Lions are holding on, and they have got to win. You know, if they don't win on Saturday night, you're going to make Minnesota believe because they got the Lions twice on the schedule and no Kirk Cousins and maybe Mullins now at quarterback full-time. They're going to believe that they can steal the NFC North for the Lions. So what's your worry meter on the game Saturday night with Russell Wilson, Peyton, and the Broncos? I'll, I'll say the worry meter is a 10. One, uh, one out of 10. The worry meter is a 10. Uh, you got a very good coach coming in. They've won six out good of seven. Defense. Great defense, man. Great right? defense. They've won six out of seven. They've got a mobile quarterback. Their momentum is the highest it's been all season, six, six in a row. And so I think the worry meter is absolutely a 10. Mm. Detroit's momentum is is kind of kind of coming the other way. So hopefully um, they're able to find a way to turn turn around last week's loss and and shake that off and, and and get some different energy, but we talk about this every week, who's going to come hungry to play and right now the Broncos have a chance to to take their division. So that that my worry meter is a ten. Wow! Looking at Dallas Gosh, on the schedule, you're normally and, a cool cat. Hey. You and Lomas, you kind of like you kind of like Starsky and Hutch. You're like Nick Noldy and Eddie Murphy in forty eight hours. You guys are cool cats. Nothing rattles you. And all of a sudden, Josh is like, my worry meter's out of ten right now. If they lose Saturday, I don't know if they'll win another game all season. Hey, hey I hate to say that. I'm telling you, man. What's your life, worry meter, Lomas, on a scale? Hey, what, 10 being the highest? I'm an eight. I'm eight. eight because I know the coaches are at a 10. So I'm going to bring mine down, too. I'm at about an eight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, but, uh, again, I've, we've seen them bounce back after losses. And I'm counting on that. I'm counting on them re- taking care of home field advantage against Denver. They, 
I just feel these guys got to think they can't lose a home game like this to a team that gave up 70 points. They still got to put that in the back of their mind that this team once gave up 70 points. But I just can't see them losing this game. I just can't. I just can't. Wilma's Brown joining us with Josh Garvey. Josh is the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, one of the world's leaders when it comes to CPA accounting and business needs for small and big uh, companies. Every Thursday, Lomas Brown, the former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, joins us all the way uh, through the Super Bowl. So let's talk about the matchup. Uh, why the worry uh, with Denver? Josh gave his reason why, Lomas. Why Why do you have it at an 8 out of 10 on the Lomas worry meter about the Broncos? And that's a home game for the Lions. Yeah, well, I mean, they're a good team. They, they are a good team. I've been watching them on film. They got, like you guys stated, they got a good defensive front. Um, they've been playing well. They got two good linebackers, I, uh, Singleton, and that's an, uh, I'm just drawing the blank on the other guy's name. They have really good defensive backs, Sertan. Uh, uh, um, so he's a first-round pick they just got three years ago. He's playing at a high level. They got a good advanced Joseph over there at their D.C. He's a guy not afraid to blitz. So they know that Jared's going, they know where Jared's going to be at. You know, they know where they, if you're hunting, you know where to find Jared at. He's going to be in that pocket. So they're going to come. They're coming. So it's going to be a tough, put a lot of stress on the offensive line um, to protect. It's going to put stress on those receivers to make that window open. That's the other thing, Bill and Josh. Those our receiver windows aren't open that much. And if Jared is off a little bit, you know what I'm saying? That it's gonna turn into a, a INT. It's gonna turn into a turnover. So you know, you look at other receivers where they're able to open the window. The receiver window is open because they run the routes or they're able to get around their guys. You know, we don't really have have those guys. We got J-Mo, but we still don't know how to utilize them yet. So, you know, it puts a lot of stress on the quarterback, too, to make sure he's accurate uh, with the ball. Josh and Lomas, I want you both to answer this question. Why is it difficult for Dan Campbell and Ben to figure out how to use the guy who may be the third fastest in the NFL, if not the second, somewhere in that trio of Tyreek Hill, D.K. Metcalf, J-Mo. Why is that difficult? I'll, I'll start with you, Josh. When Dan Campbell says, oh, yeah, we need to use them more, you know, you get these coach-speak comments where I'm like, if you don't see the dude's speed just on the end of round against the Saints or routes where he's open, and because whether it's protection – or, or golf is on the move and can't plant and throw the deep throw. How, how do you have to announce, yeah, we're going to use them more. You're just going to wake up. Why don't you use them more against the Bears and, and you fake a reverse so they're not just teeing off on golf? <laughs> 
Josh, it's, it's a great question. I, I, I it's more honestly, of a statement. It really wasn't a question. I, I went to ask Josh the question, Lomas, and I told him I'm getting really good at answering my own questions. <laughs> I'm like, so Josh, what do you think? I'm going to tell you what I think, Bill. Wait, you're talking to yourself. So why aren't they using JMO? How would you use JMO, Josh? What would you do if you're Ben Johnson, you're Dan Campbell, what would you do starting Saturday night at home against the Broncos? How would you use J-Mo more? Uh, first of all, uh, some slant routes. I mean, Thank you. Th- that's the most uncomplicated thing mm. uh, to run uh, for a guy with that type of, of speed. Get some short slants and just get the ball in his hands. Even if it's a five-yard out, just get him the ball and let him create space. His speed is, is, is like you said, up there with, with some of the uh, fastest receivers in the NFL. He runs like 22 miles an hour. That's just crazy. Superfly's truck only goes 20. Do the math. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, Superfly. we got to talk about that. But um, he um, just get him the ball. And, and, and you saw in the one game, was it New Orleans, where they did the end around? And oh, yeah. he just took off, and he was like 30 yards to the end zone. Two, guy, two, two Saints defenders had the angle on him, and he still turned the corner. He was gone. So... Why aren't we running plays like that a little bit, right? Why are we not just doing a uh, a quick out to him uh, and target him a little bit more, e- even if it's nine or ten times a game? Uh, I feel like we just need to target him more, get the ball in his hands. Throw short routes. If, if there's pressure and they're going to blitz and they're going to bring the house like the Bears were, the Bears were one of the worst pass-rushing units, and the Lions made them all look like all pros. And I'm watching Sweat, and all I can think of is how – Brad Holmes did not give up something. Sweat would have joined a contender, and instead the Bears went and got him, which, again, there's, there's a lot of questions right now. There, we're, this final stretch of four games and the playoff game, hopefully, I think they're in the playoffs regardless, even if they would lose out. They'd be a wild-card team. But I, I believe now when it's pressure time, crunch time, whatever sports cliche we want to use, Lomas, that Dan Campbell, Johnson, Aaron Glenn, and Goff are going to be judged by how this season finishes. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think what has happened is they built the expectation. I mean, you, there's no way you could be 9-3, and 9-4 in the season and don't expect this season to end a certain way. I mean, again, I told you my expectations um, before the season, and – I told you that I know over there in that locker room, you know, over there the, at Allen Park, they were thinking beyond that. I'm, I was win the division, win a home playoff game. They were thinking beyond that. I know they were. I mean, the expectations are beyond that. So, yeah, I think anything less then what I say, just winning a playoff game, that I think is a failure. And you can't start the season off, like I say, as well as we started this season off, especially beating the defending champs and, you know, some of the games we had and not finish this out, just not finish it out. I just can't see that happen. Yeah, but you're playing four games that have playoff implications on both sides with the Vikings, the Broncos on Saturday night. And the Cowboys for NFC uh, positioning, and they're trying to win uh, the NFC East and make uh, the Eagles a wild card team. Thank the Lord, Kirk Cousins isn't there because if Kirk Cousins was playing right now, 
there there might be two nine and four teams in the NFC North with the Lions and the Vikings. So that that's their out. But man, don't lose another home game. Take care of business against the Broncos, and you could end up uh, winning the division this weekend. I think if Minnesota and Green Bay, you get one more loss from them, right? Yeah. So. Uh, God, just win this weekend. What, what's the prediction before I let uh, you guys go? I'll start with you, Josh. Final score Saturday night, primetime flex game, NFL Network. A lot of people go, I don't got NFL Network. No, it's not going to be on your local Fox affiliate outside of Detroit. So you're going to have to listen to Lomas, Dan, and TJ, which is a great listen on the Lions Radio Network, or go to your local sports bar. Uh, check out your local brand's location across Michigan and go watch the game Saturday night. Your prediction, Josh Garvey? My prediction is 24-20 Detroit. I think it's going to be very close. The line's four and a half-ish. Keeps changing a little bit up yeah. and down. But yeah, the DraftKings sports will get a big board. I think, I think they bounce back. I think they get a win, but I do think it's going to be a very, very tight margin. Very close game the whole way. I'm going 24-20 Detroit. Lomas? Well, what will be that final when you're wrapping up on the Lions Radio Network, the post-game show with TJ and Dan Miller? You'll be a, will you be a happy former Lion, or will you be saying, you know, I remember I told Huge my worry meter was at 8 out of 10 going into you this know, game. I think, I think I'm going to be a happy, sweaty Lion because I think it's going to be a palpitating, a heart palpitating. I think we're going to get those guys, but, man, I could see maybe like a 38-35 game. Really? Ooh, I, yeah. I don't see that. I, mean, I could see a shootout, man. Uh, I've been watching Denver. They got weapons over there on their side, and we got to see how our defense is going to respond. I think they're going to be able to put up points. I think we're going to have to keep up with those guys. I think Jared snaps out of it against their defense. Maybe a turnover here and there, but I think he'll still be able to snap out of it and keep us pace with pace. But I think it will be a heart-pounding, sweaty analyst after the game saying, whew, I'm glad we won that one. I have 21-17. I think it will be a tight game. Lions will be victorious. Lomas Brown, former Lion. You can hear him on the Lions Radio Network each and every week. He joins us uh, here on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey also checks in. He's the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids officer, Dorn Mayhew. Their world headquarters are in Troy. They have locations all around the world. One of the world's leaders when it comes to CPA accounting and business needs for big and small companies. Josh, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the game and the weekend. Thanks, you too. Lomas, take care. Have a great call on the Lions Radio Network. Yes, sir. Talk to you guys next week.